Hey everybody, we are doing Accuracy and Fluency. This is show number 74. Dude, Accuracy and Fluency, I can't do either of those. Show 74, here we go. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I am Scott. And I am Scott Duarte on this end, Chanel on that end, and that's about as accurate and fluent as I will get for the whole night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a poppin' show today. I can just it feel is. it. <laughs> oh, am I? No, 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 no. You're, oh, poppin' been... a different way. Yes, okay. the other one. Um, All right, let's get into uh, email addresses. My email address is scott at edgycation dot org. And mine is Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, all one word, all lowercase, all bat time, at education.org. I was pretty accurate. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, I I just want to... um, well, I'll, I'll do it in the news. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's break to the news. All right. Well, what I was going to say is that um, the, the audience, for those of you who have uh, bared with us for the last two years, um, you're used to my loopiness and, uh, because we usually did it on Friday afternoons. Yes. Um, so at the end of the week when both of us were exhausted, me in particular, and, uh, so I, I brought a whole level of loopiness to the show. Now I'm bringing a whole new level of loopiness because of the time, um, difference. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice word. Yeah. Uh, Scott's doing this at the morning time, mm-hmm. uh, in Japan and I am doing it late night. And because I am teaching 8 o'clock classes, I usually wake up at 5 a.m., so I'm going to be a lot more loopier this uh, <laughs> But and in that a was di- grammar for you. In a, a, in a different way. <laughs> yes, in a whole different way. Cool, cool. And you got a little, uh, a little piece of that last show, I yes. think. Yeah. Um, all right, so do you have any actual news? <laughs> Actual news? Um, no, not really. Uh, me too. So, end news. All right, so we're out of news. Uh, we are going to be talking about fluency and accuracy today. And uh, the reason that uh, we're talking about it is uh, it came up in class the other day, or yesterday, or momentarily ago. <laughs> and so um, I, I got to thinking about it and, and uh, was wondering what people are doing these days. Do you have any take on, on which direction people shoot more for? Um, it all depends. I mean, 
when I was in Japan, it was, especially with my lower levels, it was all fluency. Um, even with my IEP class, it was, it was more fluency than the communicative projects that I was doing. Mm. Uh, but here in, at MSU, if I were teaching speaking listening, it'd be more, they want more pronunciation, they want more accuracy, uh, things to that extent. So no, it, I think it depends on the program. Here, um, they're definitely here to improve their English to study in mainstream, uh, to participate in mainstream courses. Whereas in Japan, it was as a foreign language. Right. And so the, the goal, particularly for most of the students around, woo, around here, was uh, to get overseas. And then, yeah, but it was still to get comfortable right, with it. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, even a lot of the students in Japan who went to study abroad, they first had to do at least one semester at the, the university's IEP program. Yeah, most of them did, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the context that I was looking at it, or that it was brought up to me in, was uh, for elementary school education, or at least early early education. Um, oh, don't tell me that they're asking that they want to do accuracy. Well, they, they didn't really put forth a, uh, a, a theory on it. They didn't, they didn't say which way it was going to go, but um, because of the strong background here with uh, grammar translation and the focus being primarily grammar translation for the last, I don't know, say 50 years, um, that's that's a concern. I mean, it seems like the way people are going to want to go is directly over to accuracy. That's my head hitting the microphone. (laughs) I'm gonna say, that, I wonder if he he dropped off the chair. <laughs> no, oh man, and and I'm not usually a holistic, touchy feely language type teacher. Don't forget granola cruncher. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, when I teach writing, I want it to be as accurate as possible. Um, when they are doing whatever writing styles or so forth, um, they need to think of each individual part, not just the whole and not just the general message and, and all that stuff. Right. But for speaking, especially at an elementary level, right. it's, it's all about getting the, the kids comfortable with the language and just enjoying the language and not having to stress out about doing it 100% correctly or even 90% or 80% or 70% correctly. Right, right. Yeah, see, and what I was going, you know, trying to go through my head with was when, when does that, when does the needle shift, you know? When does it push over from fluency and, and uh, touchy-feely, happy, happy, joy, joy, <laughs> and then stimpy over to... All right, so you've you've done this for a little while. You have a, a, something in your back pocket that you can take out now. Um, now it's time to focus in a, and actually polish this up a little bit. You have a great big old lump of, uh, we'll say, coal, right. <laughs> and now now it's time to turn it into a diamond. 
when when do you think that that would fall? For me, it's it's like late middle school, maybe somewhere around uh, the age of thirteen or fourteen. It, it it all depends. I mean, in Japan, you have the kids; they're only learning English one hour a week. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I mean, high school or or I mean, it goes according to the child. I mean, how comfortable they are with the language. Yeah, I mean, but have but really fast ones. Ind- individualized individualized instruction doesn't doesn't work when you have this many kids that you're putting through the system. And I, I totally agree that you know ideally, yeah, individually you would say, all right, now we need you to work more on on uh, accuracy than fluency. <clears throat> no, but I mean, you you know which kids are are good and which aren't, and even in a multi level class, you can say, okay, little Billy, you need to um, you correct them a lot more than you do the ones that are struggling. Right, right, right. Okay, I see. So you weigh it, and you're harder to the, the kids that are, are really good at the language or have good language ability because they'll be able to grasp it and uh, move on to a higher level. I see, I see. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, the, the other thing is primarily English education and for the sec- at the secondary level here is – aimed at the, the entrance exams for university. And to a certain degree, uh, late middle school is entrance exams for high school. Um, now, ideally, of course, you know, the, the goal would be get rid of that. But that's not a realistic uh, goal. Right. Um, I mean, it's, not, it's a great goal, but it's not really going to happen. Um, they're just, it's, this, it's too ingrained in the system at this point. And unless we can get a bunch of people in the right places, um, it'll uh-huh. never change. Right. Yeah. That's so. Well, and it also depends if we're talking about output only or input also. I mean, with input, with listening um, ability and skills, you can start going at an earlier age. Yeah, yeah. That's true. For, for the fluency, I was thinking more of just speaking ability. Right, 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 right. So, so would you say that when you're dealing with speaking, you're going to be dealing much more with with fluency, and when you're dealing with writing, you're going to be pushed over more towards accuracy? Yes, definitely. Okay. And um, but I mean, even with the accuracy with writing, I'm waiting until they are uh, upper beginner, uh, low intermediate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they're they're, um, but it, it's been it's been ages. It's probably been around two thousand since I taught low level writing. So mm, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Can't say for sure when they're writing sentence structure how how accurate. But I mean, my my students now are probably I would say intermediate. Writers, and okay. I mean, they they did their first um, real major writing, and I just marked it up. And I'm not expecting them to correct it all, and maybe not know it, but I just want to show them 
how um ah the initial yeah, I was going to say ah the initial uh, demoralization exactly exactly <laughs> well, these kids are oh this class is too easy oh i need to move to the next level oh i mean ah. between your yeah a little little smacky down yes yes nothing wrong with that <laughs> Let's hear from your opinions of the yeah. smacky down. Yeah. Um, well, the the other thing that I wanted to to you know bring up with writing is you know we had Philip on a couple of shows ago and he talked about the 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 writing journals that what was those weren't secret yeah. fan journals they were just writing journals right they were straight out him and the student right mano um, y mano. <clears throat> sorry uh, but that was that was one that that you can continue working on, on fluency even much later, but you know, when you're spending a lot of class time, um, you want to make sure that you get, particularly in the post-secondary level, you're going to be wanting to really focus on getting the accuracy. Usually students are there for a reason. Right. And so I would say it kind of comes a little closer to English for special specific purposes. Uh-huh. Porpoises. Porpoises are cute. <laughs> well, I mean, and what you just brought up is is a good um makes a good point that not every single assignment that I give them is accuracy based. Um mm. because I am doing uh journals in my class. Oh, okay. And and so I told them, "Oh, I'm beeping." <laughs> you told beeping. them you were beeping? I told them I was beeping, uh-huh. and um, no, I I told them that when they're because they need to type their journals out. I'm not doing anything uh, written. Excellent. I want them to practice their typing skills, yes, and word processing skills. And so I told them that when they email it to me, there should be no red squiggles, there should be no green squiggles. Uh, the format should be all correct, but for um, Internal grammar, I don't check the journals for that. Internal grammar, what do you, what, um, what do you mean? Just um, subject-verb agreement, uh, verb tense issues, things like that. Oh, okay, okay. So for the journals, it is uh, more fluency with the accuracy being just standard word processing skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're doing more academic um, papers or paragraphs or what have you for me, then, yeah, we do uh, multiple uh, revisions and peer editing and all that good stuff to get it as accurate as possible. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Along yeah, so with good content. Yeah, I, okay. I'm thinking that probably the the thing I I want, uh, particularly beginning teachers that are listening to the show, to take away from from the conversation is there's a time and a place for either one, uh, both fluency and accuracy, and uh, the, and it does that. You still have time to go into the business world and make money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, exactly. Sorry. Okay. Run away! Run away! <laughs> so there's a time and a place. Yeah, so there's a time and a place for each each one, and you can have a focus in your classroom, either on fluency or on accuracy. But if you go a hundred percent, you know, if you think about that that 
that meter again, um, which, you know, with fluency on one side and accuracy on the other, you can have the needle pushed way more over towards way more over. Nice English. <laughs> towards one or the other. But I'm not the only one. <laughs> exactly. I make up stuff. Uh, but so you can think about it like a percentage. So if you're doing 75 percent accuracy, then, you know, keep in mind you want the 25 percent fluency as well. If you go 100 percent zero, I, I would have to disagree with that approach. Yeah. Um, because by by neglecting the one, the, the, neglecting either of them. You're gonna set yourself or and your students up for problems later. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. But um, I'm I'm interested to to go back to the original point mm-hmm. of um, in the elementary schools. Yes, yes. And and what were the the students, student teachers saying and wanting and so forth? Um. Well, because this was brought up just in a in a presentation, so it was really glossed over. But in my experience, currently our student teachers that are going out are focusing much more on fluency. Uh-huh. Did that sound confident? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would guess more on fluency, but with the I don't know, what how does acquisition of vocabulary fall between fluency and accuracy? Um, I I think a little of both. Um, it might be more fluency because I mean the the, the vocabulary they're acquiring are days of the week and and colors and things like that, right? Right, right. So I think that that goes under fluency. Okay. I think any any vocabulary actually would go under fluency. Okay. All right. So then I would have to say that they're primarily focused on fluency. Right. Now there's there's also there's also interaction stuff that that takes takes that and repurposes it towards accuracy. What what color is this and and what day of the week is it and when is your birthday? And those things are kind of more accuracy oriented, but I would yeah. And it's I don't know, I would say it's probably about 50-50. As far as that goes, they have a limited vocabulary set that they're they're teaching, and then they're working on the accuracy uh, on production. Yeah, and I think I mean at that level, at that such low level, I mean it is a fifty-fifty thing because I mean you are doing straight-on dialogues and having them basically memorizing the dialogues and so forth, and you want them to be as accurate as possible on their questions that they're asking and their stunted responses. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, and I think that's fine. I think that's fine. You want the child to, to as clearly as possible, say, oh, today is Monday instead of Monday is today or Monday today is or like that. Right, right, right. So I mean, yes, I would correct them on that as well. But when they start building up 
a much larger vocabulary and more expanded grammar base um, if they use an adverb form instead of the adjective form I might not always correct it and things like that I probably wouldn't correct it right right yeah because I mean it, it kinda comes down to really a communicative approach early on and then I don't know would you would you have to develop away from a communicative approach I, I don't know if I suppose if you're teaching for a test you might yeah I mean, I don't Early on, you want you want them to be able to communicate and, and get their idea across, even though there may be mistakes. Right. And then, I don't know, try to hook up that self-monitor for accuracy. Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, I think I was saying wait till much later for accuracy. I think accuracy would come in at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then once they get to maybe... Now, beginner, upper beginner, I would slack off more mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to really get them to start um, throwing themselves into the language sure. and really, really want to um, undertake risk-taking right? and not be afraid of that. And then once they, they have that, those skills and those desires, then start bringing the accuracy back in. If somebody Slowly. wants to go do a study, I would be interested in the results of this. Um, Just credit me. Sure. And, um, exactly. <laughs> um, I'd be happy to publish it through education. <laughs> uh, we'll call it the Edgy Journal. <laughs> anyway. Scott Duarte, Scott Chanel, Edgy Journal. Yeah, of wonderful research. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the point, but I'd like to see if there's a point in a learner's uh, arc where the learner internally switches from a fluency type thing to an accuracy focus. A fluency focus to an accuracy focus. That's better. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it'd be yep. interesting if, if, you know, if even whether the teacher's Pushing one or the other or not, is there is there a point where the where the learner themselves are saying, uh, you know, it's time for me to make sure I'm speaking correctly? Yeah, I'm sure there's actually research on that. And so, any um, grad students who are listening to this, this is your homework. Yes, and we expect a half page to a full page report no 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 full lit review baby full lit review <laughs> you need the practice mm -hmm. I need and, to uh, see what a good one looks like <laughs> exactly and um, let us know let us know where we can find this uh, which journal when it was uh, written and so forth yep. that'd be and interesting you know where they could leave like links to the journals and stuff in the comments at education.org Yes, they could. They could. They, they could, could totally do like write that up and and just slap it in there, and it'd be on discus, so it could be you know followed by other people. That's right. And you know, if they have a broken hand and can't type right now, they could my chingo. They could my chingo, and they could also use seismic and drop a video up there of them telling their list in uh, in pantomime. <laughs> 
in pantomime because there's no sound to it. Well, no, no, no. There is sound, but it's video. And so I would like to see some artistic approach to how would you do a lit review on on learner focus uh, without saying anything. In invisible box. Exactly, exactly. Walking against the wind. <laughs> yeah, so we are looking forward to these videos. <laughs> Uh, you can find you can uh, leave your comment or audio comment or video comment at edgycation dot org. Oh, and if you don't leave your name, you know that's fine. We yep. understand. I, totally, totally. But but yeah. So uh, get into the uh, dig into the forum ish commenty stuff and things like that. Cool. Let me. Um, Ask you a, another quick question going back to the elementary school teachers. Okay. Did this come up in because you are a team teaching? And so did this come up in a team teaching class or your solo class? Uh, it was in the team teaching class because they were doing uh, – we're using a book by – it? it's published through Thompson. Uh, it's called Practical Techniques for Language Teaching by Michael Lewis and Jimmy Hill. Uh, published by Thompson, used to be published by somebody else. Um, but uh, it was something that had come up in the course of reading through one of the sections. And so what did the um, Japanese professor, what was his view on it? Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything that, it wasn't focused on it at all. Oh, okay, okay. So, I mean, it was just something that I had, you know, kind of stuck in my pocket so that I could talk to you about it. It wasn't the focus of what they were talking about. I wish you would have pushed it to to see what they would have said. Yeah. Well, next know, time your home. Yeah. There you go. My homework. So, all right. <laughs> and with with that homework, I think uh, probably after I drop the music in here, we'll be around thirty minutes. So. Okay. I think that's a pretty fine place to stop. We've beat the hell out of uh, fluency and and. Made edgy, uh, made accuracy go park the car. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, bottom line is you need to, you can't go a hundred percent one way or the other. Yeah. You can't gung ho on fluency or gung ho on accuracy. There needs to be some sort of, um, not equal, but some sort of balance. Balance. Thank you. Partnership. Yes. Um, and, and if you are not sure which way your your balance should be uh, pushed towards, look at the title of your class, and most of the time that will give you a little bit of a hint. Um, so, True. Well, I mean, you have that consideration. You have the ESL versus EFL consideration. You have right. um, the nature of the students and students' abilities yep. to factor in there. So, I mean, there are a list, a slew of a factors. Li- a litany. <laughs> Word of day calendar, baby. Smorgasbord? <laughs> bork, bork, bork. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider. Yep. And on that note, when the Swedish stuff comes, it is time for us to go. <laughs> I'm trying to, to remember back to the Muppets Swedish chef and do my impression, but I can't. Okay, well, let's hurry and go before you figure it out. All right. (laughs) Take care, everyone. All right. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. Ah.